Hello, this is Pablo Sabaleta. This is Troy Daly. This is Kevin Phillips. This is Jürgen Klopp and you're listening to the big interview with Graham Hunter. Thank you, Jürgen. I travelled to all these interviews from Barcelona and our socios, our beloved members, keep us on the road. This independent podcast would not happen without them. Please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter right now to become a socio, to become one of our members and get an extra big interview every month plus loads of bonus content. So go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Graham Hunter and we'll bring you joy. This season, we've asked our socios at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter to choose their favourite interview from our archive. The big interview started in April 2015, and we've now done over 200 episodes to 8 million listens. Here's one of our socios explaining why the archive interview you're about to hear is their personal favourite. Hi, this is Tom. I'm a big interview socio based in Manchester. Um, Easily the best big interview I mean by a country mile it was so good so good that you'd have to listen to it at least a dozen times because it just gets better with age Benny McCarthy undoubtedly sheer entertainment what a clearly truly lovely man full of anecdotes full of humour great backstory tough upbringing great career what a goal scorer Uh, loads of good inside information on his days in Porto Celta Vigo and obviously those goals against Manchester United in the Champions League pure entertainment Benny McCarthy please guys Benny McCarthy. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Nice to see you. Is that a wee Scottish accent I can hear now? No, 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 no. (laughs) Never, never, never. I I don't think it's impossible for me to pick up Scottish accents. It's too strong. Wait, wait, wait. There's just a little one there as you... (laughs) So you never... So the South African accent, the roots are strong. You're not a man who ever changed your roots. Is that right? Yeah, no, the roots are strong. What, what, what? I'm like a Scotsman. Scotsman never changes roots. Tough and proud. Exactly. Likewise. How do, how do we treat you over here? What, what's it like, the life in Scotland? Why do you think I'm staying? It's the best. No, nah, it's best, yeah. I think of all my travels around the world, this is probably where I'm the most comfortable. It's probably as equal as I am in South Africa. Um, yeah. This is already the best part of any interview we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is what they do. I, I honestly promise that there has been no... Fee changing hands for uh, although there is very good high quality shortbread on the table, so but Benny hasn't been in any way prompted to say that Scotland is God's own country. No, that I can agree with you on that one. Well, look, when you met this representative of, of God's own country for the first time, I think it was um, during Porto's run, inspired by your goals, to win the European Cup, the Champions League, but um. I guess that the impact of me arriving in your life was probably slightly less than the impact of Jose Mourinho arriving in your life. Now, if I've got this right, you're a young buck having scored goals for fun at home, having scored goals for fun at Ajax, but you're in Celta Vigo. And again, scoring goals for fun with Massinho in your team and Barizzo in your team, a genuinely fabulous side... But Jose Mourinho arrives and comes calling. Just describe to me 
your memories and experience of the first time this fella comes into your life? He came in almost as a saviour because I think I was going through a, a, a phase where I wasn't playing as much. You know, when, when, when you're the type of person, you, you have a good relationship with everyone. I wasn't really a person that was disliked by, by teammates or coaching staff. Like, and then all of a sudden, the manager just takes a complete tantrum towards you and, and doesn't speak to you or, or just add to him, to the manager, I didn't exist. So for me, that was hard. And I kept on maybe asking myself what I was, if I did something wrong or if I said something, maybe that the manager didn't like in a certain tone. Let's name him. This, um, Victor Fernandez. Who's currently who's the, in, in charge of the academy at Real Madrid. Yeah, oh, must, he must have good friends in high places. <laughs> but, um, Nicely expressed. <laughs> so he just pushed me one side to the team and... And I found myself now playing, and which was hard, which was difficult for me because the harder I worked, the harder I tried to get better and like, than what I was doing at present. The manager just didn't say, not move. So, so you, you, you left almost in the dark, completely alone, and now being away from home and in another country where you thought you felt at home yeah. became like, Strange. Is that particularly difficult for a striker because you work on ability, but strikers thrive on self-belief and confidence? Most definitely. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and my self-confidence was just knocked out of the water, you know, and, and I couldn't understand. But I had to accept because the team was doing okay and the striker that, that he brought in was even worse to take because it was like almost like... He couldn't kick a ball to save his life, but he, he was just scoring goals at the time, and you couldn't understand that, yeah, because he scores goals, but the, the, the way the team is playing, the system that we play, he doesn't fit in anywhere. Catania. The Brazilian striker. Yeah, he couldn't control a ball, but he had an eye for goal. It was scary, you know, so on training, you see he loses every ball, and teammates just swear at him and that. But the coaches keep going with him, and that was that added added to the insult to, to the insult and and the frustrations and the misery that was piled on. But you know, like if you are like my mom always said, just because some things doesn't go your way doesn't make does you don't need to stop working harder and harder. You never know who somebody might be watching that think that it's worth taking a gamble on you. So I just continued working hard and doing what I do best. Maybe you'll get injured one day and mm. I'll get my opportunity. So that's how I took it. And lucky for me, um, our trainings was always open chess and trainings. And um, a lot of people, people would come and watch and that. And people would always say nice things to you that, wow, the way you train, it's unbelievable how you can't play in the team. So that made me felt a little bit like, okay, so it's not just... Me, it must be the manager definitely has a problem with me because all the fans and everybody, they're not happy with team selection because from what they see in trainings. And there was a peculiar gentleman in the training ground watching for a couple of days and then eventually, I think, after about five days and then he thought, nah, it's the right time to come and speak to me. And, and he came to me after training and 
he couldn't understand how I don't play in this team, but maybe it's a bonus for him. And I'm, I'm thinking, what are you what are you on about? You know, like uh, the manager's choice. Then he said, Ah, listen, he would love he would love for me to come to Porto, and and I was like, Porto. Okay, yeah, big team, nice, and they play Champions League, and you know, but obviously the league is smaller than La Liga, La Liga, or England, Portuguese league, it's like you go a step down, mm. but at that point in time, I just wanted to play, and I couldn't care where because I was Because at that going. point in time, to defend the point you've been making, while well, you've been a star in a Vigo team, you're, for example, taking Juventus apart, huh? the, the Juventus side of... Uh, Davids and Takinard and Deschamps and Zidane, they come up to Balaidos yep. and you boys send them home, I don't know, 4-0, 4-1? 1 yeah. But <laughs> still, that's still the manager just, I, I, I don't know what it was. So I was playing Europa League games, Spanish Cup, but not, not the, the league. league. Yeah. But yeah, it's frustrating when you play well and then now you have to, when you're on that confident, you're scoring goals, but... You can't get into the, the league side. And of course, I also want to play against Madrid, against um, your Barcelonas, not just against Europa League. You Sometimes we were fortunate that we got Juventus in our path, you know, but that's about the only big team. So you want to be up against the best players in the world. And, and, and at the time, La Liga had that and I wasn't part of it. You know, so that was a bit frustrating. So when this guy is whispering in your ear, come to Porto, yeah, so you, you'd I, never seen him or heard of him. Is this right, Jose Mourinho before? No, never. Never, never, never seen him. That was the first time I, you know. And then I said, oh, I said, yeah, well, if you guys, if, if you guys can get me away from Celta, then I would come. I won't say no. And he was like, oh, so would you come if, if, if we try and get you? Then I said, yeah. I'm not playing here, so I'll go anywhere. And then, and that's how the plan got set in motion. Then he, he must have gone back because obviously Porto at the time had another coach, Octavio Machado, but I think he was on his way out and it was already agreed that Mourinho would come in after the cup game, the next cup game. So then George Mendes straight onto, onto the thingy and um, obviously, because I had an agent, something, some things weren't um, working, and it looked like I was going to end up staying at Salta Vigo and not being able to go on loan unless I, I, I take less money. Because obviously, in Portugal, so for me it was like, in this case, it was not about the money. I could, I could go there for six months and play for free. I just wanted to play football. Okay. But in that world, it doesn't work like that. So agents and my agent told me that, nah, it's a big loss for me. Deal is off. And then, yeah, so I thought, ah, okay. Bummer. I thought that was my opportunity. And then on the day of the transfer window close, George Mendes phones me. And he phones me and says, ah, Benny, listen, your agent Rob doesn't, you know, doesn't want the deal because he said, yeah, this is what you earn there, and at Porto, you're going to earn almost peanuts. But it's not about you earning money, it's you get an opportunity, you're going to play, and they play Champions League, and you're going to put yourself back out there, and then you know what your qualities, 
people are going to watch you. And Porto is a big team. And the big teams come and snatch players from Porto. So when he said that, I didn't start playing football because I wanted to earn money. Because I love what I do. And if I was doing it for free, I would have still done it till now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight with my agent and I know he's going to hate me. But I got to do what I got to do because I want to play. Went against Rob. Rob hated me for that, but but he loves you like a son. Exactly. So he'll, he'll understand, and he'll understand that it was never about the money, and I wanted to play. So then George Mendes drove from Porto, came to pick me up at like eight at night, and then off to Celta offices, signed the release, the release papers, and Celta was happy because they were getting rid of a player that was earning big money that the manager wasn't playing, and. They don't have to pay salary because I took a 75% cut on my wages. So, so Salta was happy to see the back of me. Off to Porto, went, signed, and that was it. And then at midnight, obviously, it came up like Benny McCarthy signs for, for Porto on loan till the end of the season. And then... I just turned my phone off because I knew <laughs> I was going to have my head chewed up by, by my agent. And then the next day, packed my stuff, boom, off to Porto. Now, George Mendes was, was, was right to sell. It turns out that he was right to sell you the dream. But he wasn't selling you the dream accurately because Porto in that stage weren't Champions League. When you went down, Marina was taking over because they were having, for them... The difficulties, eh? Yeah, they were having the worst season. I think there were six, six in the league and a long time that Porto's been there. I played in um, the cup match, which they won four and I scored two, I think, on my on my debut and, in, and one assist. So, yeah, everybody was like, oh, great signing. Like, now we've got a striker and then the coach got the boot. The next day on training, I saw, hey, that's the guy that It's that to, guy. The, the, like the young guy that spoke to me, that convinced me to come to Porto. <laughs> Meanwhile, he was the, that was going to be the coach. I'm glad you took my advice and happy to have you here, you know. And I said, I said nah, with you in my team, what I want to do, I'm going to win everything. And I'm thinking to myself, is this guy on drugs? <laughs> or what is he? Because... I, I couldn't even catch a game at Salta. And he's telling me that he's going to win everything because now he's the missing link in his puzzle, you know? I couldn't understand that, what he was on about. But anyway, I just said, OK, OK, yeah, I'm glad and I'm going to do my best for him, you know? The thing that just made me switch and I said, I'll run through brick wall for this guy was he did something that Nobody in football has ever done. Like football manager-wise, coach never came and understood what you were going through, mm-hmm. your pain or that. Everybody just thinks, oh, like you're getting paid big money, so you just get on with it. You're but just kind of like a servant. You're not yeah, a person. But people, people, didn't people didn't know what I was going through and the, the tough time that I had at Salta and that, and came and said, hey, you're okay, and, you know, I'm happy to be there. And he says, ah, if you need anything, you know, like, just ask if you want to come for dinner. My house is open. Wow. And he gave me a hug, like he hugged me, and he says, ah, listen, he's here for me and whatever thing. And I felt like I wanted to cry, 
but I couldn't because the situation wasn't a suitable situation for me to cry now and people was like, oh yeah, the, the, the manager's son now and look, that's why he's playing every week because you understand. So I, I kept it together but when I went back and I was like, I was like, wow, he's not just like a coach, he's, he's a human being, like mm. he cares and he probably knows my shit that I was going through at Salta and that's why he's the way he is, you know, like he was just very caring and, and I think that was a nice touch because I've never had it. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. People remind people because we're now talking about the year 2003, okay? So what we've found is that although this is your life and it's my passion, some people forget. So we've established already that Jose Mourinho's had to come in, take over the team when it's in a bit of a depressed state. He nearly gets them in the league. In While you've been away qualifying Celta Vigo for Champions League, Porto win uh, Europa League. And he builds the team. So you come into a squad. Let's, let's take this Champions League because this is Benny McCarthy, Champions League winner, okay? That's who you are. You come into a squad that's beautifully balanced, but not everybody's a big name. Let's go through a kind of starting 11. Let's look at keepers Victor Bahia. Yep. Um, respectable Portuguese goalkeeper, like legend in, 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 in Porto, in those parts. You know, so, so obviously he was like the leader from, from the back. Nuno Espirito Santo, that's the present coach of Porto now. Who became known at Valencia, right? Yes, who made his name at With Valencia. With Castro as assistant at yep, Valencia. Yep. So He's... Nuno was the second choice goalkeeper, the backup. But yeah, because obviously these were players that Mourinho respected. So I think because only because of the respect that he had for Victor Bahia, he was playing. And then, and then he had the captain fantastic, George Costa. So, describe Man Mountain George Costa. <laughs> You're smiling as you even think about uh, him. No, because he did, the coach, he did the manager's job for him off the pitch. Because he knows if we slack, George, Bish, and they call him Bishu, like, like the beast. The beast. You know, he would come, ah, yeah, you fucking hell, you gotta move and listen. So Mourinho loved that, that the players were so scared of him. Were some of them scared of him? That's a genuine Yeah, question. they were scared of him. And if you're like, what? You answer back, boom, he'll just slap. He'll, he'll give you <laughs> he'll one. He'll slap you like a father, you know? So obviously, so because he had that, so Mourinho balanced it out. So hmm. I, I got to have you with a young, fresh, quick defender. So if George plays... Carvalho has to play. Now, people know more about Carvalho, but I'm going to ask you a question, because I've met him a few times. 
Like he was a very he was almost like an Italian defender because with Carvalho, if he didn't win, you, beat you through the football. There were no rules. He could do he did anything to win. But he's quite a, he seems quite a quiet, timid guy when you speak to him, right or wrong? That's why his nickname was Sandrinha. Like they said, he's like a Sandra. <laughs> he's a soft yeah. giant, but I think his career was saved because he had a manager like Jose Mourinho. Because he understood his players, he got to know the players, pers- personalities and that. And that's why wherever Jose went, he tried to get Carvalho because he knows he's going to drown if he plays for another manager. The worst player that you could ever have in your team from Monday to Friday hmm. in trainings. Like the worst trainer ever. He's like a kid, like a 10-year-old. A, a when you talk to a 10-year-old, ah, I'm looking at you, but my mind is, oh, he was just not there. Wow. The worst trainer. Monday comes, Ricky, Ricky, Ricardo, go home. No then way. he'll send him home. Ricky would stand there, but, but I'm here. Go home, I said. And then he'll just, okay, boom. And then he'll go. Because what? A bit dreamy, dopey, dozy. Dreamy, dopey, dozy. Call it whatever you want. Wow. Not doing his job. Not doing his job, but Mourinho knew. Come Saturday, he's playing. Man of the match, Ricardo Carvalho. Because he re- I, my, my appreciation looking at him is that he reads football real well. Unbelievable. For the life of me, I, I couldn't understand. You know, like, this guy, and sometimes you feel like just saying, he maybe needs a slap so that brain could shake and maybe it, it gets put, the missing part gets back placed <laughs> in order. Yeah, and then he'll function. But we couldn't understand how this guy do it. And I'm talking about for one, for one season, I've never seen anything like it. For one season, you know, when you get the markings, the ratings of the matches, this guy never gets less than seven out of ten. Mm. Seven and a half, eight, nine, nine and a half. Then you wonder how in God's name does this dude do it? Because from Monday to Friday, he's, he's not all there. And then Saturday comes, he's the, he's the most reliable player that you can, if you say, in our, in our team, from that year, if he says, listen, you have to pick one player. Benny, yeah, Benny scores goals, his, his quality. Some days he's there, some days he doesn't pitch up. Deco, Deco's a roller coaster. Deco is like untouchable. When he falls, he's free falling and then boom. Oh, he comes to life and then, you know. So everybody had that. He says, Ricardo Cavallo, he was just like that the whole season. So you've got the beast and Sandrina. Yep. Um, you uh, don't have to do all the nicknames, but if you've got the nickname for, say, Paulo Ferreira, and maybe would it normally be Ferreira and Valenti? Yep, it was. That was that was the the preferable. That was our best our best four defense. Left back was Nuno, um, Bish, Sandrinha, and Sakana. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sakana being Portuguese. Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, we have yeah. to explain that. Paulo, I, I don't know. I just like... Also, most consistent player that I've, that I've ever seen. Mm. Good well. athlete? Fantastic athlete. Great engine. Mm. Like, runs 90 minutes. And if you want players that that you would say not reliable, most reliable players of our squad. Those are the two players that I can tell you. Sakana, Paulo, Ferreira, and Ricardo Carvalho, they were the, for me, on, our, ga- on game day, our best players game oh. day. Like, most reliable. You n- Nobody's going past this guy. It was impossible. Just stays that level. Every game, Never outstanding, like oh my god, never he never gives you a worldy performance, Mr. Reliable, Mr. Reliable, Mr. Reliable bastard. Yep. Now, if let's say, <laughs> let's say, I sometimes remember maybe if you if you're going to be on top in a game, maybe you play four two three one. If you're going to work a little bit harder, maybe four three two one. But let's call the midfield, I guess, um, Mendes Manish Deco. Mendes Manish Costinha. I think, I think his best his best system was four four two, the diamond shape, where we have one holding midfielder anchor, and then one at the top of the diamond, and that was Deco, to accommodate where we have, you know. So then we'll have Costinha. Costinha is the holding midfielder. And then we'll have Pedro Mendes on the left of midfield. And then Manish on the right, the shuttlers. And then we'll have Deco on the diamond. And then you'll have between myself and Carlos Albertos. Or Originally, Dalai. Myself and Dalai, you know. So that was because, obviously, you would always play... Dale with one of me and Carlos because we're similar. Big, strong, we can score goals, we can take people on, good, clever passes. I was better goal scorer than him, but he's more of a, like, Deco. So, but if Deco is there and Dale is there, then he'll go for me because I'm more, when you need goals, you're going to get that. He can play with his back towards goal. He, he can... Defend corners very good in the air, but I think if 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 we want to sit back and we want to go defensively, then Carlos is probably a better option than me. Okay, so you oh. described the other ones. Tell me, tell me something about Costinha. I loved. Yeah? I loved. I thought he was a clever, hardworking, bright, bright fellow. I saw him in a mixed zone in the in the Riazor after your semi final. Mm-hmm. Do five different interviews in five different languages. Yeah. Something I know you can do, but it's rare. Yeah, Mr. Minister. Yeah, he's... Mr. Minister. Never, ever, you will see this man wearing a sword. Very seldom you'll find him wearing jeans. Always tailor-made suits. Which wedding are you going to now? <laughs> and he would get mad because the guys would slam it, would, would slag him like, hey, it's Tuesday, my friend. There's no weddings on a Tuesday. <laughs> Why are you wearing like 
like nice fitted suit with a purple <laughs> tie and those little the handkerchief in the corner. Yeah, like that, and you know, he's like always straight. Hey, 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 be careful, okay? <laughs> Behave. And then just boop. So yeah, he, he got the name of Mr. Minister. So he said, yeah, he dresses like a minister. Always very clean cut, suited. But now we've we've came to understand that that holding midfielder role is called the Claude Makalele role. But yeah, Costinha. He was very, very good. He was so good at that. Mm. Role. Does all the dirty work. Time tackles fantastically. And he knows he's not the best footballer. He wins it and he gives it to Deco. He gives it to Maniz. He gives it to the guys that can place and then boom, he protects that back four like nobody's business. Manish was the um, erratic, crazy one. He's just, uh, he, wants his, he wants the praise of everybody. Whatever he does. And he's like, look, he says, hey, game is on. He's like, hey, Penny, did you like that pass? Hmm. He's like, yeah, 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 good. He's like, yeah, I'm the man. Huh? <laughs> like, he, he wanted everyone, everyone must give him... Tell him how good he is. Yeah. Like, if he doesn't, he'll go in five minutes, he's like, like fuck off, man. <laughs> and he's like, hey, my pass, you see, with the outside. <laughs> I was like, and the tens, they do that. Like, Stop hating, man. Just because you didn't score doesn't make my pass any lesser. My pass was quality. You're just a shit striker that couldn't score from it. You know, he, Our team spirit comes in he, many forms. He, 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 wanted, he wanted praising and approval for wow. everything he did. Mourinho would drop him, but then because he, then he'll come, he's like, ah, Benny, you'll, normal conversation with you, but fishing. How's your relationship with my niece? Or do you think he's... And then and I remember, he comes to me and says, hi, oh, oh, Benny, Benny, Benny. Come and he's talking. And he said, hey, this guy, Tiago, we, we've got, we bought a Portuguese guy, you know, Tiago. You're going you're gonna to love playing with him because he's got that assist and he, that pass that you love to run onto and that. He's done good, really. And I was like, oh, says, no, me, coach, you know, me, anyone that comes, if, if, if they bring something to the table, the team clicks and everybody knows their jobs and I get to score my goals and that. <laughs> He's welcome. He says, yeah. And I said, ah, so is it going to be him and Manish and, and Costinha or who's going, Pedro? And he said, no, no, no. It's going to be Costinha and Pedro and, and, and Tiago. So my niece will come off. I said, ah, so my niece out. And he's like, um, yeah, wh what do you think? Like, what? I said, my niece is big mouth and loud mouth, but he makes, he makes, he makes this team tick. Mm. You know, he, he brings something that Deco don't have, that Pedro Mendes don't have, that this one. So I said, hey, it's going to be hard. So Pingas, if Pingas is better than my niece, then, yeah, of course, but for me, I love Manish. Manish is my Clever. boy. He did, my he did unusual things with the ball. Manish is my player. Yeah. So I think that's what, that was the reassurance that he wanted. Smart management. You understand? So then, but I didn't know that was what he did until Manish came to me in like a couple of months because I think coach pulled him in. And so then, so then Manish came to me. He's like, ah, oh, he's like, 
Bumbo. And then he says, hey, Bumbo, he said, hey, thanks so much. He said, you've saved me, huh? Whoa. And I was like, I saved you. Save you from what? He's like, nah, I never, I never said thank you, but Coach was going to cut me from the team, huh? Because they were together at Benfica. Yeah. Manish was at Benfica when Mourinho was the coach there. And I think that's where Manish's personality and, and how Mourinho was then didn't. And he just could not take Manish. Unbelievable player, but in his team, no. So every opportunity you could have, he could get him out, he'll, he'll, he'll take him out. Mm. So then, but because he was speaking to some players and he says, ah, you, you're lucky because... They spoke up for you. Benny's my player. And Benny said to me, nah, he can't play without you. Like you, a big puzzle in the team and that. So, but now you must sort of watch your step, focus and that because your teammates are laying their neck on the line for you and you secretly keep, you understand? So then when he came in and he says, he said, ah, I never said thank you and I know I was gone because he told me, Tiago is going to take your place. Thank you for joining us for season 2018-19. We've got huge creative plans for the months ahead, but we do need your help to make them happen. Please go right now to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter and become a social, become a paying member and get an extra big interview every month plus loads of bonus content. Last season, socios listened to nine exclusive big interviews including Rafa van der Vaart, Troy Deeney, Roberto Di Matteo and loads of me talking about football. The Premier League, the Champions League, Spanish football. I'm sure they enjoyed it and you will too. Support us, join us. Thank you.